0: You're listening to Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.
1: Jimmy out along with Aaron Renning getting his top three college football picks uh, this year, and uh, I mean this week rather. And so, uh, er is six in three uh, on the season. So it was um, it was a tough one for us. I tell you what, it seemed like it was a Joe's win over a Pro Saturday. Uh, I mean, it all started with Oklahoma, Nebraska, in uh, yeah. the, the early game. I mean, which was I mean completely one sided, but you know, uh, the week two weeks ago, a lot of these twenty-plus point favorites did not hit. Last week, uh, a lot of them did hit.
0: Absolutely, they were money in the bank. Yeah, I mean, had a great start here, Jimmy. It did not go well uh, last week. I know the. I think I had given you what the the SMU Tulsa over. That was kind of frustrating. Everything kind of had to go wrong. SMU Maryland. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, SMU yeah, Maryland. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was – you know, that's, that's what you get sometimes in betting totals where, um, you know, it just didn't seem like the ball was bouncing. Yeah, it's a bad picks uh, in there as well. So, look at the bounce back, Jimmy.
1: Yeah, I had that uh, Maryland SMU over as well and just, just kind of a little turnover. I mean, when you turn the ball over in the red zone, I mean – with yeah. those turnovers, when, especially when you
0: get a high total like that, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, no, no question, no question. Uh, let's look at the big one in the Big Ten and Ohio State in Wisconsin. Wisconsin outgained uh, Washington State when they uh, mm-hmm. by a pretty good margin uh, when they lost at home uh, by three there, and Ohio State uh, kind of playing a weaker team. They, don't, don't don't overreact to ugly offensive football in week one as, as against Notre Dame. We know about the firepower they have. Big number here at uh, Bet Rivers. It's 19, the Buckeyes at home.
0: Yeah, I guess, you know, it depends on how you look at it. I'm going to go on maybe the Joe side of things here, uh, Jimmy, which, you know, sometimes in college football is not the bad way to uh, look at it. But, you know, Ohio State, obviously a, a juggernaut program. We know how good... Uh, the offense, how dynamic it can be. That was obviously on display last week against Toledo, scoring uh, 70-some points um, in that game. And, you know, I, I like the, the – you know, I think the defense uh, is going to be much improved. That was kind of the drawback of this team last year, but they bring that defensive coordinator in um, from uh, Oklahoma State, Knowles. I mean, he's – to me, he's a big difference maker. You've seen some of the quotes. we have seen it on the field. Uh, I think this Buckeyes defense is going to be a lot better uh, than last year. so you know it leads me to Wisconsin. I think this program is is pretty stale, kind of on the downturn uh, a little bit as these other teams of the Big Ten West kind of catch up to them and you know that's part of the handicap you know Jimmy, you look at Wisconsin's schedule. they play slow plotting teams four out of every five games. and you know the defense probably looks a little bit better than it is. It, it at some point, but you know they they rarely have to face you know a team that plays with a little bit of tempo and a team that plays with a dynamic quarterback and a dynamic offense. You go through their schedule over the years, rarely do you see that. Number one, you play the Minnesotas, the Nebraskas, um, you know the Don't Iowas, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa's of the world, <laughs> and you know even last year in the bowl game, you know they drew Arizona State, Jimmy, a, a kind of another Big Ten team with Herm Edwards. Uh, under control. So, you know, that Washington State team, and they were still trying to figure things out from an offensive perspective. But, if, again, if you watch that game, to me it wasn't like Wisconsin controlled the game. Yeah, they had more plays, more yardage. But, um, you know, they were in trouble throughout the game. Washington State's defense actually – Uh, played well against that Badger offense so you know number one you know this Badgers never really face a dynamic team like this number two the Wisconsin lost every starter in the secondary Jimmy and plus they've been a little bit banged up as well so it's it's kind of a free-for-all you're not sure what you're going to get but you know the fact that they don't have a lot of any experience back there they don't face it Uh, I'm going to put my trust in Ohio State and I'm going to lay the points.
1: All right, uh, let's get to uh, uh, go down to SEC country. And uh, Ole Miss was one of my overs at 7.5. And and they're doing it a little bit differently. They're still in the top 30 in pace of play, but not quite the tempo. And we've seen high-tempo coaches come into the SEC and kind of downshift, you know, Malzahn and some others. Hype will still uh, running it pretty good. Um, Ole Miss also, but 140 rush to – Eighty uh, passing plays, almost mm-hmm. two to one. In last week against Georgia Tech, and they were they were they had the big lead, but still, way running the ball way more than what we see out of Lane Kiffin. Tulsa, on the other hand, how about this? Redshirt senior quarterback Davis Brin averaging four hundred and thirteen yards passing a game, eleven TDs, and one interception. So, and uh, look ahead or not, maybe a, a big matchup, maybe probably a top fifteen matchup. Ah, uh, the following week, Ole Miss hosting Kentucky. The total here is sixty-five and a half.
0: Yeah, you know, Mississippi, Ole Miss, one of the more interesting teams from a totals perspective that uh, you can find in all of college football. Jimmy, uh, one and eleven to the under, uh, eleven unders, one over their last twelve games. I went through those games uh, last night. I've been kind of waiting for a spot uh, to bet uh, Mississippi over. And I actually went ahead and played it last week. I thought I should have been a little bit more patient and, and waited till this week because I think this is more the proper matchup. And you know, again, one and eleven to the under. They're still playing with a, a pretty good pace. You mentioned, you know, so far this year they've just been satisfied running the ball seventy-five percent of the time, uh, Jimmy. Even I was a little bit surprised last week. Kiffin basically said, you know, we wanted to throw, do, you know. Have a little bit more passing and be a little bit more dynamic on offense. He's like, I didn't want to rub it into the Georgia Tech coach. You know, they still won 42 to nothing. I know. He goes, he basically said that guy's going to get fired and I, you know, I didn't want to, uh, you know, continue to score on him. And, you know, the, the game previous to that against Troy. So they've played teams that, you know, really haven't been able to do much on offense. Tulsa seems like a, a pretty much a different animal. Certainly, I think this program. Uh, is a lot different than they were two or three years ago, kind of winning with defense, marginal at best quarterback play. But, you know, Davis Brin has thrown it around. Uh, you know, you go back, to, you know, this year, you go back to the game against Wyoming, that's really all you got to go to. I mean, the uh, overtime shootout, what was it, 40 to 37, 37 to 34. I mean, Wyoming's played a couple dead under games besides that, and Wyoming's always kind of a dead under team uh, to begin with. But they could, you know, Illinois couldn't do. I'm sorry, Wyoming couldn't do anything against Illinois offensively. They were dreadful. Um, You know, last week against Air Force, it was a low-scoring game. And, you know, they put up a lot of points against this Tulsa team. So, you know, they have a quarterback that can throw the ball. And, you know, they've lost some talent on this defense the last couple of years. And then, um, you know, over the offseason, they lose a a really good defensive coordinator. Joseph Gillespie goes to TCU, Jimmy. So, um, you know, it was more of an under program now it's more of an over uh, over program and i'm guessing that Mississippi's going to have to flash a little bit of that passing offense um in this game and again you go through uh mississippi even you know the bowl game last year they lose Cor- coral you know early in the game yeah. so some of it's just been how the schedule has worked out for these low scoring games but you know you look at the schedule last year all these totals were in the 60s even 70s uh for old miss so i'm going to go against the trend and i'm going to go over the total
1: Ole Miss is, uh, Kiffin has coached 24 games, uh, at Ole Miss. And even at the COVID year where they played a, a conference schedule only, actually, this is 25 games he's played. So you looked at the 12, the last 12 where they've gone 11 and 1 under. The first 13 ER, I would say they're probably at least 10 3 to the over. Right, I mean, right. they were, their first game with limited practice against Florida, there was chunk play after chunk play. Right. And, 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 you know, so I think it drove that reputation in that, uh, the number where, I mean, what was the total in the Tennessee Ole Miss game last year? It was, it was like eighty-two. Was 80. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I think that's where finally, peep, they got branded mm-hmm. over team. You know, Kiffin, Ole Miss, mm-hmm. wide open, looking to, you know, you know, it just seems to have guys breaking wide open. The only thing I'm guarded because I'm watching them close with my total bet, my window. I'm not seeing the big chunk plays. Right. I'm not seeing the guys still flying open like I'm still seeing at Tennessee.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, they, you know it, it's it's interesting because are they playing it close to the vest? Are they saving that you know for the SEC and you know maybe when they need it? Because they just haven't needed it, which it is true. a little bit concerning to 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 have a bet knowing that that's uh, they've played a little bit more conservative style
1: and, and maybe the tempo and like I said, they've they've downshifted the tempo as well and maybe because the coaches in the SEC realize okay. The snaps per game, you know, that go up. I can't mm-hmm. have my defensive guys on there right. for eighty-five, ninety snaps. Well, not only that, but over the course of the season. So even yeah. in a game or over the course of the season, maybe he's just trying to extend yeah. those guys because this is a back-loaded schedule. Mm-hmm. Yes, they got Kentucky and Auburn at home. Auburn doesn't look as good. Kentucky, they should go to Baton Rouge seven and zero or seven and zero. So. Um, and a lot of turnover it, it on the up, ro- yeah, right, yeah, A lot of yeah.
0: turnover on the roster too. So you know they're probably, you know, just trying to get everything, you know, all the uh, X's and O's and everything kind of figured out that way.
1: Yeah, and maybe catch a Tulsa before they kind of, because I think they're going to continue to throw the ball effectively uh, with yeah. this experienced quarterback. Uh, it wasn't long ago that maybe two years ago they had a really good defense team and mm-hmm. no offense uh, at all. All right, speaking of Kentucky. Uh, they have their uh, last little tune up before they go to Oxford and play in a probable top 15 matchup. Taking on Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois up 14 in the second half against Vandy. They can outscore 24 to zip to close that one out. You're looking at the total here. Kentucky, by the way, is 110th out of 131 teams in snaps per game. So, pace of play. Their conventional approach. Stoops does a wonderful job. Uh, but uh, they they they're not a tempo team at all always near the bottom as far as pace of play you're looking at the total at 53 and a half
0: yeah i'm going to go under the total in this one as well or in this one this game is uh jimmy it's interesting cuz northern illinois has quite a few high scoring games but they're actually uh, a slow tempo team uh, as well they do not play that fast so a couple things here you know northern illinois the the quarterback uh you know the, the solid quarterback lombardi for michigan state is questionable I would say questionable to doubtful. We've seen this line tick up a little bit. I don't have the status uh, of him, but um, I would say he's questionable to doubtful. Not, a you know, a, certainly a part uh, of this handicap, uh, whether he plays or not. Uh, but, you know, he's just more of that kind of winning type of quarterbacks, makes the plays to uh, give your team the best chance to win. Uh, again, they don't play at that uh, fast of a pace. They On their schedule so far, they had a game against Tulsa. As I mentioned, Tulsa a little bit more of an over team. Vanderbilt has actually played a little bit more uh, over style football uh, as well this year. Uh, Move on to the other side of the equation. You know, the big thing, you talk about Kentucky playing slow, always going to have that really good defense. I mean, this offensive line is a mess uh, for the Wildcats, Jimmy. I mean, you know, they lost every starter from last year. I think two guys were NFL draft picks. Another guy is on an NFL team. Uh, that offensive line was, I mean, getting pushed around by Miami, Ohio, had their issues against Youngstown State last week. It was really their defense in the second half uh, that beat Florida. So you have this number one draft pick at, at the quarterback position, but you can't protect him, and he's getting hit around, and obviously they've been suspensions and banged up at the running back position as well. So, you know, when I'm betting under, and you see this dominant team favored by twenty six points or I'm betting a total for that matter. And you you have a team that really is gonna have hard time running the football and controlling the line of scrimmage. Uh that is uh super concerning here. So um I'm gonna come in and, and go under the total here with Kentucky Northern Illinois.
1: Yeah, Labardi's is uh, status is unknown for the game, uh and he's a multi year start of the senior Michigan State transfer as you as you said. And he likes to run, and he doesn't make a whole lot of people miss uh, with his running style. And he just took uh, too many hits, went down the second quarter when that game was tied 14 apiece. And certainly uh, it made a difference in the second half, allowing Vanderbilt to come back. So Kentucky, Northern Illinois, under the 53-and-a-half. Yep. Ole Miss in Tulsa, over 65-and-a-half. And Ohio State, minus 19. Uh, I've got to tell you one er, If there's ever a, a program, a team – that has to be emotionally spent, what about freaking appalachian state I mean yeah. my gosh sixty one sixty and against North carolina they beat a m they're going nuts here comes game day oh, uh, i mean the the hail mary i mean what a what a brutal beat if you got troy I had troy and uh didn't didn't have him on the money line did have him on the spread but I mean, James Madison comes in rested, yeah. week off, making the same jump, sort of, that uh, Appalachian State did a, year, a few years ago, going yeah. from uh, FCS. Kind of a new matchup
0: I. for Appalachian State, too. You know, it's a conference yeah. matchup that they haven't had before. So, exactly.
1: Yeah, so I'm uh, looking for that one. All right, uh, for Aaron Redding, I'm Jimmy Ott here on Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.